Hello and welcome to the podcast. This podcast is uh, brought to you by Anchor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Welcome. Uh, we're going to be talking about a little bit of music, a little bit of current affairs, anything that comes to mind. Honestly, welcome. So, introduce yourself. Um, I'm Dan. And I'm David, and this is Dutner. I'm not going to do that. I don't know. To start, we are going to, uh, what, we're just going to have a little uh, brief intro into, uh, into our lives, into our daily music, uh, uh, you know, repertoires. Um, currently, uh, uh, I, I have... About four thousand one hundred and sixty-six songs, <laughs> Spotify account um, on my main Spotify playlist. What about yourself, Dan? Uh, not as many as that. I've only got three thousand three hundred and one. Uh, well, we can't all we can't all be uh, you know, me. <laughs> 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 right, follow me, Dendro one. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna put my Les Chocolat playlist on uh, on the share. So stuff. <laughs> All right. So, what we're no, talking about first? Behind that joke, uh, there is a there is a bit of a competition between uh, myself and and Dan uh, for the amount of songs on our playlist. But I I do have a uh, a certain time um, gap, like a lead that is. Uh, Ahead of him, so yeah, you do. But to be fair, I'm catching up. You are, you are. I'm uh, hitting a bit of a lull in my uh, in my adding process. So. No, same. Because uh, I think, like you were saying, I'm not listening to anything really substantial. I'm just bits and pieces of people. Yeah, yeah. There's no big albums, you know, that I'm listening to and just and 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 really just getting into them. It's just little tracks that I'm really into right now. It's probably because it's during the exam period. Exam period, because uh, David is a student. I am indeed student of mathematics at Swansea University in the UK. So if there's any UK listeners out there, hit us up. We have a bit of applause. Tap the tap the applause button on your app. If you're aware of that, Dan, you can actually. Uh, if people are listening, they can actually like um, cl- click on like an applause app, uh, applause button. Are you, are you hired by Anchor? <laughs> no, no. I don't know if you knew this, David, but Anchor has more than 20 or 12 million listeners <laughs> at any given time. We've reviewed, we've got the best reviews in all of our podcast service, in all the podcast services on the App Store. Oh, golly. Thank you, Anchor. Uh, there's also another thing you can do is you can actually add, um, like, not transition, like, transition, like, little, like, noises and stuff. Um, it's quite funny, but um, yeah, and you can also put like background music on as well, like latent, like elevator music. Can we have um, you know, radio where they transition go like real radio or radio one or something like that? Yeah, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if we'd have to make those or or what. No, we probably would have to make those. To be fair, do, I mean, do you have a choir on hand right now? Uh, no, I'm afraid not. But I've got me and. Uh, <laughs> Just me and That's me. All you'll need. Just me and me. <laughs> Would you say blue? 
Anyway, yeah, so what are, what are we listening to recently? <laughs> what are we listening to? What new stuff is coming out? What old stuff are we discovering? Uh, I've kind of got, like, both, I guess. Go ahead. You probably wouldn't like him because it's kind of the same dude, really. Uh, new, I listened to I listened to the Arctic Monkeys' new album. Yeah. Tranquility yeah. Base, Hotel and Casino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've heard some big things about it. I've heard that um, it's um, it's quite a a, diff- a different uh, sound to the rest of their stuff. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, Guy Fieri's cooked it up best. Guy <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> lad. He said it's a, it don't need no, any more Tabasco than all it's got, you know. Needs a bit of a kick. <laughs> no, it's all right. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. Because uh, I was watching the needle drop, uh, and he said he, he he put it really he put it best. He said Alex Turner, the main songwriter and lyricist, he's trying to fit ten pounds worth of lyrics into a five pound word bag. Okay. So it's it's very lyrically dense, and and a lot of it is kind of. Now, if, if you were going for like saying like pound as a currency or pound as a <laughs> pound as in weight, but I guess okay, it, I, I guess it works either way. To be fair, I guess so. So uh, it's, it's very lyrically dense, but there's not a lot of uh, substance. Is there any lyrics that uh, come down uh, come out to to just that you could say right now, or uh, are there any s- tracks in particular you'd like to talk about? Yes, there is. The the two big ones that have come off it, because I'm actually I'm actually part of the Arctic Monkeys uh, shitposting page. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, on Facebook, yeah. And uh, the two tracks that everyone likes is four out of five, which I think I don't think it's a single, but it's like the biggest one on there. Yep. And the last track called the Ultra Cheese. Yeah, I see. It, yeah, I think that's actually got the most listens. I think. Uh, you would be wrong. Five. Four out of five. Four out of five is the most listens. 13, 13, 13 million um, plays on Spotify. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. That is correct. Um, yeah, those are the two best ones. Just because they're the most normal sounding, the rest are like a bit jazzy or not, or like jazz fusion kind of thing i don't know how to explain it but it's weird it's a, it's a weird album yeah and uh yeah because it came out last month may may 11th i think and I, and I was actually stayed up till midnight to actually listen to it and it was so weird to to get it you know but i've actually it's one of those things it's a slow grower though it's a it's a it's a it's a slow chubber because you got to uh you got to listen to it a couple times that's good and uh, it'll it'll grow on you, but I don't know. I think I'm just in the hype, really. Yeah, yeah, it's new. You know, you, it's the same with movies, isn't it? When you go to the movies, I think I, I felt I felt the same with um, the uh, like the Force Awakens, the new Star Wars movie, where you go to it and you're filled with hype, and it kind of there's a filter over your over your perception of it. You know, you go in thinking it's going to be all great, and uh, at the time it is great. Then you watch it a second time. When the, the the hype has died and you 
and you kind of think, what the hell is this? You know, that was, was my it... personal opinion anyway. Uh, was it Force Awakens? That was all right. Again, very safe, playing it very safe. Yeah, I, th- I think. Yeah, I think in a way they've played it safe with 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 a framework. But I think they filled that framework with a, a very a, like deliberate change, like really deliberately trying to change stuff to to put on a new identity for the Star Wars franchise. As a, I kind of see Star Wars as not a continuation of the universe, but as Disney's interpretation of Star Wars. Well, there's a lot more to Star Wars than just the cinematic stuff because there's the, obviously the like expanded universe. Oh, uh, I don't give a fuck about. There's a lot fucking... of fandom stuff. I mean, nah. I don't call it. I'm just saying that that exists. I know, know, but it's kind of like, does it count if uh, Tolkien writes the Lord of the Rings, but some guy in his basement writes another story? Does that count because as a continuation of the universe? Um, I think I I don't know. I think no. I think I. Uh, if it has to be coming from the OG guy. But then again, it's different because it's cinema, isn't it? Yeah. And George Lucas wrote the first film, but I don't think he was like, oh, okay, well, this is what, you know, he didn't write a law around it, he just did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, anyway, what have you been listening to? Uh, recently, um, I have been listening to uh, a little known band. Well, I say little known. Uh, they they are rel- they're getting relatively big. They're going on their first uh, U.S. tour in the next couple of months. A band called Amber Run. Uh, oh no, I've heard of them. guys. They're a relatively new band. Like they they what came out like two thousand what twelve thirteen, um, and they're they're a British band and um, they kind of made it. They made it big. They kind of it's produced by the same guy who produces. The Arctic Monkeys, actually, as well. Uh, Mike Crossy, the guy who does uh, Arctic Monkeys, 1975, Foles, and uh, Two Door Cinema Club. So he loves the British rock, indie rock scene. Yeah, I think I think that's how it uh, how it rolls. And their first album was really good. It was really bright, and it was really bright sounding, very kind of almost like choral. Uh, Five AM. And slowly, this is a band which I've kind of like listened to as stuff has come out, which is which is kind of new for me. Where um, they've got darker and darker, like it's almost like, <laughs> as in like there are. You wanted darker. Even, even like their album uh, artwork, it gets is literally like literally darker and darker. But their their albums are getting more and more about like from being like in love, more about about being uh, like depressed and um, like relationships going awry and stuff like this. Uh, so it's 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 almost like a journey for me, and they've released a new one, a new track. They've released two new tracks. Um, oh wait, hold on. They've actually released a, a, an EP, LP. I just found this out, and I'm just clicking on their page. <laughs> they've released three new songs, um, and obviously I've only listened to two of them. There's, they've released one more, um, and um, it it. It's a hard listen, like like lyrically and and everything else, uh, uh, and just you know tone the to- tonality of it is dark, um, but um, yeah, that's just what I've been listening to recently. I would check them out if you if 
you're listening, if anyone is listening to this. Um, but, no uh, one. Um, so yeah, no, as I say, that is that is something that I've been listening to, and um, I see. I, I don't know where they're from. I think that I know they're from the UK, but I don't know whereabouts they're from. Um, I want to say, oh, what New Nottingham? You know, they met at the University of Nottingham with their first year within their first year and released their debut Noah, which is a good good track. Check that out. Um yeah. Are you looking at the Spotify bio? Yes. <laughs> I'm using that as my as my basis because I, I haven't anything I haven't written anything down. But uh, winding down now we can we can put on um we can put on our first our first music track if you want. Yeah, what is that first music track? The first track that we'll be putting on today is uh, American Sports by Arctic Monkeys. From the new album, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Okay, listen up, guys. And welcome back to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that track. That's uh, American Sports from the new um, um, Arctic Monkeys album. Tranquility Base. And casino. Nice. Um, yeah. So uh, that that's some new stuff. Some new stuff from the Ultimate Monkeys. How long had it been since they released anything else? Five years. Yeah. Wasn't that the uh, start of university for us? Wasn't it? No, it was um, start of year thirteen. Hmm. All right. Well, really following them. So at the time. So I mean unaware of this but uh yeah because yeah. obviously do i want to know came out and that was like huge yeah. so, so you know where you were <laughs> you know when you were when that track came out man it's like 9-11 it's like 9-11 i can't even <laughs> really remember 9-11 to be fair though um I, I i can kind of remember i remember coming home from school and then like my mom putting on the news in, in the t- on the TV, you know, and I, was, I remember sitting there looking at like the flames coming out at the buildings and thinking, "What the fuck?" You know what I mean? It's crazy, crazy stuff. That, that cause that's the kind of stuff that happens in in the world these days. Uh, so the next topic is terrorism. Uh, and uh, I'm, jo- I'm joking. Who's your favorite terrorist? Strictly, music- strictly musical podcast. But, Don't uh, box me in. <laughs> That's quite a leading question. <laughs> I sense the, I, I, I'm sensing your vision here, Dan. <laughs> My favorite terrorist is Saddam um, Hussein. Was he a terrorist, or was he a freedom fighter? <laughs> <laughs> One man's trash is another man's comeuppance. <laughs> how can you love you? How can you love each other if you don't even love yourself? I'm real. I really, yeah. really, really. Uh, what did you hear about that? Here's another thing we can talk about. Uh, controversy about. Um, I don't know if you heard about this. This is when Kendrick Lamar told a woman get to get off the stage because she said the uh, the N word. The N word. Uh, um, at his gig, as a white girl that came up on 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 uh, to stipulate white. Uh, <laughs> trying to give context context to it because um, as as it goes in. <laughs> In society like that, it's um, it's okay for um, I think it's genuinely considered that it's okay for black people to um, to say the n words. What do you think? What do you think of that, Dan? 
Uh, well, it's kind of like the ultimate take the word back in it because, I mean, the word, the N word itself is just a derivative of uh, the, the color. I mean, in Spanish, black is negro. Watch what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know what. I'm going to kick you from the. <laughs> Let's have a look. Black in Latin. I'll just Google this because. Negroso. It is Negrios. Oh, I see. So, I see again, you know. Oh. You can tell where the word came from, but again, it's ultimately just taking the word back from slave owners. So, I kind of see it. But there's such a taboo on it. I don't know. It's 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 different in the UK, isn't it, than in America? Um, yeah, I don't think it it is um, said a lot in terms of like between people for like friendly between people. Say like uh, you know like say like you think of it. Oh yeah, in the hood and stuff. Just out of context, uh, we are both uh, white. <laughs> well, half white, half cast. No, you can't say half cast. You gotta say mixed race. Shit. Can we do this? I've got the police on the phone right now. <laughs> My dad actually works at Anchor, so you can have you banned. <laughs> My dad is a wanker. So... <laughs> I was I was just listening to um, Tom York with Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it all. <laughs> Have you have you seen my new album? I've listened to shit. <laughs> I've seen it all. <laughs> yeah, this uh, it's a great song by Bjork. I've seen it all. Uh, check it out. Uh, it's a very very good song. She's a very influential woman <laughs> in uh, in the uh, the art uh, and music scene. I'd say. Have you seen my new watch? I don't need. I don't need to see to know that it's shit. <laughs> Oof. Language, language on this podcast is absolutely atrocious. <laughs> I would say, yes. <laughs> so, what do you? Yeah, what do you think? Um, what do? Let's talk. Let's talk about Bjork. Let's talk about Bjork. Come on, mate. Let's talk about Bjork. Let's talk about Bjork. Let's that. Let's talk, talk about Bjork. It's actually pronounced Bjork chicken. The beer chicken. There you go. Have that pulled beer chicken. Beautiful. I think. Um, uh, what is that reggae reggae sauce? I don't know what I was trying to <laughs> try to think of uh, that time that we were talking about this. Um, about this about um, about beer chicken. Anyway, anyway. No, because uh, it's like jerk chicken, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was trying to think of the sauce. Is it Levi Roots? That's it. Yeah. Well, there's James. Levi Roots. Where, where, when did, where did he go? Who are you on about? Levi Roots. He's the guy who was on Dragon's Den. Okay, he was on Dragon's Den. He, and he tried to get uh, sell his invention, which was uh, reggae reggae sauce, and it was the brand. Um, and one of the guys from Dragon's Den um, bought into it. And that's what I'm trying. To, that's what I'm trying to. I was trying to think of the guy who came up with reggae reggae sauce. But it's gone. No, I don't know where it is. I don't. I can't see it. I haven't seen it on the shelves in a long time. That's all I'm saying. Do you look for it though? Uh, Reggae sauce is one of those things where it just slips under the radar. Do you reckon he would call someone an N-word? The guy from Reggae Reggae Chicken. Yeah, Levi Roots. 
how, how black is Jamaican, it? Jamaican, so I don't know if they say it there. Do you oh. Where did Jamaica? This would be some big questions being thrown out here on the podcast. I've never heard it in UK. I've never heard any black person say the N-word in the UK. No, I don't think I have either. Are there any derogatory terms um, in, uh, say, in um, in uh, Urdu or Arabic that you're aware of from your Iranian lineage? We don't speak Arabic. What do you speak? <laughs> Persian. Farsi. See, my, my ignorance knows no bounds. <laughs> No, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't speak it. My mom does though, and my brother does a little bit, but not really. Um, no, I don't know. But this, I, I, my mom's probably. But why does your brother do it, not you? Uh, no, my brother understands it a bit more. Because like, whenever my my mom was on the phone to my grandma, she they'd be talking in Farsi. My brother would like listen and try and understand what they were saying. Uh, I guess I just couldn't bother to be honest. That's uh, that's that seems like a shame. Seems like a, a big shame. We can... Well, he can't he can't speak it anyway, and he can't really understand it. He can just kind, of, he can just kind of get the gist of what's going on. Would you say that 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 could be done for any language? Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> Thus rendering that ability null and void. <laughs> well, no, it's feds if you grow up around it because he grew up around it, didn't he? Like I couldn't understand a French conversation right now. Yeah, I could understand maybe when they're about to hang up the phone because everyone does that thing like, "Oh, all right, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh, okay, yeah." You kind of go a bit high pitch or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Uh, hang on. Does Dragons Den star Levi Roots play Billy in Death in Paradise? Is Dwayne's dad Nelson Myers from Desmond's? <laughs> is this the Google like? Yeah, this is the Google thing. <laughs> Levi Roots Reggae Reggae Source song. Oh, he actually did a song. Yeah, yeah, no, he did. Yeah, maybe we could put that on the podcast. Well, oh, hang on. Did you know he does a TV show? No, I didn't know this. What is this? Oh, wait, no, he did one season. He did um, Caribbean Food Made Easy in the US. That had one season. He did. No, that's all he's done, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh dearie me! Well, anyway, yeah. Going back to the original topic of uh, Kendrick Lamar inviting a guy, a girl, sorry, <laughs> a young girl on stage. A young white, white male stipulate. Yeah, female. I think one of his songs, a very good song, to be fair. Um, and it had the N-word in it, which most of his songs do. Um, and he stopped, and I, I think pretty much, I would feel embarrassed. Because, I, I mean, like, you're just singing along like you do at home, maybe, when there's no one around. Do you say uh, the N-word when, you're, when there's no one around? Yeah. No, <laughs> I do. I'm going to admit that I do say the N-word when no one's around. I do sing it. I do sing it. But I don't say it to people. No. Um, and I don't think I would say it to to someone without being around them for a while and being comfortable with them. I don't think that's uh, right. Yeah, chimney. Yeah, yeah. The uh, my uh, 
or our friend, <laughs> no. our friend uh, from Dublin who is, I think his family is from um, uh, Nigeria. So yeah, I think his mom, mom and dad are both from Nigeria, which is a massive place. It's a big country. <coughs> yeah, no. But... Nigerians uh, listening to this podcast, we might get big in Nigeria. Who knows? The English speaking community in Nigeria. Shout out. What's the language in Nigeria? Nigerian. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it, yeah. That'll do, that'll do it. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me have a look. Language in Nigeria. Um, uh, Nigeria. Uh, I think it says Togo. It says English. There's multiple languages here. Uh, English, Yoruba, Hausa, and Igbo. There's, so there's quite a few. I think there's even more than that, actually. I think there's like Urhobo and Ibiobo, Edo, Fulfeti, and Kanuri. Well, that's the thing with African nations. Yeah. Uh, maybe not North African, but Central and Southern and Sub-Saharan, oh, like everything below the North Point. Everything... Well, Syria was um, colonised by the English, right? If they got English as the main language, I would assume so. Yeah, I assume so. I honestly couldn't tell you, but with yeah, a lot of the because there's not one. The countries are just split by what they were when they were empires. So there's no actual Nigerian people. It's just more like eth- loads of ethnic groups put together with many different languages and tribal customs. Yeah, terrible stuff. Terrible stuff. Imagine what happened if we just. Left them up. Oh, he said a wee. White guilt, mate. White guilt. <laughs> I'm a white boy. White noise. Have you heard that song? What song's that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Let me, uh, it's called, it's about like, it's basically an anti white guilt song. <laughs> uh, it's um, I'm really bad. White guilt, the next song is. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna play a song from the whitest boy alive. Justin Bieber. Oh, it Tom McDonald, white boy. Jesus. I'll send you a link to listen to later, but it's basically just um this <coughs> this guy in a classroom. Yeah. In America and he's like, Yo, I'm I'm proud of my heritage and proud of my race. Don't you call me racist now? Get out my face! I'll slap you in the face. Yeah. I'll slap you in. I'll slap you in the face. I don't know what he's actually saying. He's not saying that, but that's the gist of what he's saying. And of course, says, "Yo, I'm a white boy with my white noise. white." He says, "White." <laughs> so what? I mean, like, it's not say like there's no offensive words that you could call that is between white people. Um, that could be. Um, that could like black people could say that would offend us kind of thing they'd be like what that's our word you can't say that no because it all comes from again it's more american i think it's more from the institution of slavery than the actual uh it's just a word is indeed is indeed words can be powerful now we're getting to the end of this segment. Well, we're going to do our next song. Which which song are we going to do? Are we going to do? Um, do you have one? Bjork. Well, we so we mentioned Bjork in this in this segment. So <laughs> with this, very slightly, we've mentioned Bjork. Have you got any white power music? 
Possibly, maybe. Possibly. Oh, that's a good segue. Welcome back to the third part of our podcast that was possibly maybe by Bjork or Bjork, depending on how you want to pronounce it, whether or not you want to go for some very nice Icelandic language and pronunciation, which I think is a very nice language, actually. Uh, I've never talk. really heard it, to be honest. Pardon? I've never really heard it. What do you mean, like the language itself? Yeah. Do you not hear it when you were, uh, you went to Iceland? You've been well, to Iceland. Well, when you go over there, everyone speaks perfect English anyway, so they're not, they don't really speak. When you're, when, when you're just a passing. When you're out and about. I suppose, yeah, but. I mean, like, I, I found it a very nice language to listen to. It was very hard for me to speak it. I mean, I tried. I just like asking, like, just, you know, as you do as a, as a tourist, when you don't want to kind of just initiate English straight away, you, you kind of say, like, n- like names or things, you know, that you can just see. Um, and there was a place that uh, I was staying was a place called Hafnafjord, like that. Yeah. Uh, and I managed to get that down, Hafnafjord, like that. And um, apparently, this is another funny thing that I found out, was uh, in uh, when the uh, the big um, volcano went off in Iceland. Uh, all the they were la- the, the the general populace of Iceland when they were on the, the news when they're watching the news of the English people coming over, uh, or the uh, you know the English speakers coming over trying to pronounce the names of the like mountains and other volcanoes and the volcano itself really were struggling, like really struggling. And I think they found it very funny. I, I imagine. I think, because what, the, when did that volcano blow up? That was a few years ago. Now. Yeah, I think it was 2008, 2009, something like that, I think. I remember. Yeah. I remember because, I, I, uh, like, the, the kind of, like, there was a, a thin layer of ash on, like, the cars and stuff. <laughs> the very, the very, the very, the very smoky breathe, the air you breathe. This is some Icelandic ash. The great ash. No, um, no, I remember that because my head teacher had to not come to school for because she was stuck in like Lanzarote or somewhere. <laughs> On her holidays, girls. <laughs> in our beefer. That she was a dirty. She was a dirty woman. No, but uh, that's uh, anyway. She was a. Uh, she was. A, <laughs> she was convicted. <laughs> she was found guilty of those crimes. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, yeah. Anyway, um, what the, what are we going to talk about in the third segment? What are we talking about? Oh, you're asking me. I'm asking you. Well, you never said what you're listening to right now. I told you. I was talking. I talked. We talked about uh, Amber Run. Oh no! Yeah, you are right. That, you ever heard, you it, ever heard of? Um, well, into um, another uh, thing is the new Sigrid Sigrid thing. If you listen to Sigrid, uh, yeah, I really like Sigrid. Norwegian Norwegian girl, beautiful Norwegian girl in a uh, Anglo in an Anglo world. Yeah, I know she's got a beautiful voice. She can sing very like high notes and crisp, like very clear, very beautiful. Careful, I think she's like fourteen, isn't she? Yeah, but we said the same thing about. <laughs> You listen. If anyone's listened to Birdie, then... 
Then I don't know who's older. I'll tell you what, actually, this is a funny thing we can talk about Birdie, if anyone's listened to Birdie, is um, she, I follow her on Instagram and she keeps on putting like really weird Instagram stories on. And they're really like, um, it's, it's almost like she, because she, she looks quite young. She keeps on putting up really weird. Literally, one of them was uh, she was in uh, Spain or somewhere. Really, I think it was Spain. I think she was or Portugal. It was really hot, and she was sitting down in like a porch area, and there was this dog, this like Labrador, sitting down uh, next to her, and she just basically zoomed in on its balls, and then that was it. <laughs> I I was really like like. Um, is this the kind of like humor that Bernie and that? Like, I don't know, I don't feel like I know her. Like, she's a very innocent, her songs are very innocent and very kind of like. I think she's collabing with uh, Will I Am. Really? (laughs) No. Is it? (laughs) You got me there. (laughs) She's collabing with Lamar. She's she's gonna be the first white girl to say the N word. No, she's in the studio, and she says that everybody in the kitchen was like, get out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Get the fuck out of my studio, you motherfucker. You, you white bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you go, I'm your shadow. Yeah, I'm your N-word. <laughs> you look like a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> is, that too, is that too bad? That's probably too bad for a podcast, that. I want to formally apologise for. Uh, you know what? No one's going to be fucking listening to this except us. I mean, I think, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. We're, do- we're only do- we're doing this for ourselves, really. I mean, we're high hopes if we're ever anyone's going to reach this. High hopes. I'll tell you what. This this is this is a new. This is something we can talk about, or I'd like to talk about anyway. Is Pink Floyd. I love a bit of Pink Floyd. You love a bit of Pink Floyd. However, you there, there are certain areas of Pink Floyd that are undiscovered by, or like un, really unlistened to, untouched by either of us. And if they have been touched, they've been touched by one listen, one run through of an album. and not. What's that? I feel like me, I, I haven't really touched Pipers at the Gates of Dawn, their first album. Banger. I know, but you haven't really... Listen to um, Division Bell, which is one of the most recent ones. I haven't listened to anything outside of what was leaving. Yeah, which I think I think you're missing out a little bit. I think you're missing out. I think I think Division Bell is worth a listen to. It's more concepty than any of um, Gilmore's uh, solo stuff. I know this is a bit kind of like um, cle- niche niche topic for anyone who isn't a Pink Floyd fan, but we'll talk about it anyway. Uh, it is that yeah, like it, I think it's worth a listen, and it's worth a listen. I, I think I think that I'm missing out because I'm not listening to Pipers at the gates. I mean, I didn't think you liked the '60s stuff, like because Sid Barrett's very like he's got a certain sound, doesn't he? Did you say Sigrid Sid Barrett? <laughs> See Emily play. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm tripping up. (laughs) (laughs) 
Whoa, whoa, Sid, slow down. We're going that high, bro. She does a really, she does a really good cover of um, Leonard Cohen. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. That is a cracker. That's a corker of a cover. Does it? She does it well. And that song was actually featured in Justice League. If anyone's watched Justice League, the, it's, it's. I was gonna. I was gonna say a decent movie, but. Not really. I wasn't a massive fan of it. Uh, did you watch it? Yeah, I did. No, it's only because um, I kind of like. I kind of like the comics. I mean, I'd never read a DC comic in my life. But <laughs> I watch the. I watch like a load of videos before I go to sleep. Like I watch a load of like comic videos that I just leave on thingy, and it's good to kind of fall asleep to. Which I didn't. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I tell you what, I I, I fell asleep to last night. I fell asleep to one of those things where it's like, learn French while you fall asleep. And? Je suis. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, it didn't really help. If anything, I couldn't go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) If anything, it made me hate the French. (laughs) Indoctrination, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Mass francophilia, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, if we're, if there's any French viewers out there, uh, bonjour. Um... <laughs> <laughs> bonjour. <laughs> bonjour. Uh, je m'appelle David. Comment uh, ça va? <laughs> Bienvenue uh, pour le uh, podcast. Um, cast de le pod. <laughs> the only, like, word, the only two words I know that I'm actually quite impressed that I know, are Lash, which is coward or cowardly. Okay. And Mercury, which is um, contempt. Okay, so you're going going for some very emotive words there. Yeah, well, I got... They're both off films, to be fair, I got them. Because Le Mercury... I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Le Mercury is a um, Bridget Bardot film by Goddard. Yeah. Um, and the other one, Lash, the, you know, Amelie? Yes. The guy with glass basically calls out Amelie for being a coward. Just like, oh yeah. Elis Lash, you know. Okay. That's, it's, I mean, Lash, uh, I'm going for a Lash, you know. Well, I'm on the Lash. I've never heard that. I'm on the lash. It just means, yeah, I'm out on the drink. That's all. Oh, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we're, we're like eleven minutes into our podcast here, into the third, into the third segment, and we haven't really we've strayed from the subject, really. <laughs> if there ever was a subject. <laughs> Um, but that's what this is all about. If you're going with, if you listen to this, you know, we're going with the, just go with the flow. You know, this will become maybe throughout time, this will become a more, um, streamlined version of our chats. Um, but you know, bear with us, bear with us for now. Are you playing a song, man? I'm sorry? Are you going <laughs> to play another song? You give it, we've got a couple of minutes. We can fill a couple of minutes for stuff. And then, yeah, yeah. No, but the thing is, I'm just, I'm in the bathroom right now. You need a wee? No, I've just, I've just done one. 
<laughs> and it wasn't a wave. It wasn't a wave. <laughs> oh my god. You... Okay, this is new. <laughs> so I need to like. You have any shit? <laughs> I've just had one. You're like, one thing I could say. <laughs> Bridget Bardet. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! <laughs> okay, well, we um, if you want to do a quick. <laughs> oh, if you want to do a quick intro to that Kate Bush song. Again. Yes, this is off the, the album Hounds of Love. Uh, great album, and this is Cloud Bursting. And welcome back to the podcast. That was cloud bursting. Bush. All one word as well. One word. Not two words, which is what I thought. Um, and was that from the Hounds of Love album, is that correct? Yeah. And when does that when did that come out? What era? Uh this is eighty. I will say eighty five. Yep. And I am correct. Nice, nice, nice. Ooh, uh, well, um, yeah. So that was that. I, I obviously haven't really listened to that much uh, Kate Bush, apart from Withering Heights. Withering Heights. Ah, uh, Kate Bush. I, I, I do have a crush on her. She's very beautiful. I remember back uh, when we started our, our, our friendship in uh, the first year of uni, we were talking about our, our celebrity crushes throughout the 70s 80s 90s thousands right. i remember i think if i remember correctly that you said kate bush was your um was your 80s crush i think yeah i would say i think i do remember that i think you said sigourney weaver didn't you i did i did yeah no she's a she's good she she's she's kept her beauty i think i think she's still pretty attractive right now shout out to sigourney weaver there shout out to her beauty <laughs> Shout out to a beauty and not the beast. I'll be a beast. <laughs> and the beauty. <laughs> Welcome to Beauty and Beast podcast. Nah, that's terrible. Um, but no, but... Um, this is our fi- the final part. We are going to be... Um, well, we'll talk are, we doing a four, are we doing a four-part narrative? Yeah. We'll oh, do- all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we, this, we, we can call it at the, at the 15 minute mark and we do one last song. And then, actually, no, maybe after one last song, we can do one more little bit just to tie it all up. That's how we feel. We'll see. I yeah, we'll see. If, I have to, if I have to talk to you any longer than necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, this is for the viewers. What about the dank, Mo? The dank. <laughs> oh, you, gonna, you ain't going to fry that dank, Mo. Uh, well, maybe I. Uh... <laughs> Oh, the deck. I'm just saying it can even make it happen. That's a banging tune. So, I didn't even listen to it, and I, it, it's good. So, um, what's what? What? Hmm? What were you singing? What? I was singing Cloudburst. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. No. Have you not listened to it? <laughs> <laughs> so, what? What? Um, 
Yeah, we'll talk about some of the old, older stuff. I think that maybe like is worth a listen, worth a revisit. Um, so like you know, some really old, maybe older stuff. You know, uh, would you like to go ahead? Like something, you know, something beyond twenty, twenty years ago. You know? Oh crap! Because I, because uh, oh. I've been listening to an album a lot recently, but it's only about ten years old. Oh, was it? It's. You ever heard of the, the Last Shadow Puppets? Yeah, no, I have heard of them. Yeah, their first album came out in two thousand eight, and I tell you what, it's a damn banger. It's a banger, is it? Most of the track, like, because uh, I, I was I was looking at this up the other day, and the genre it is, which I really like. You ever heard of Baroque rock? I've heard of Baroque, Baroque, um, like classical music, you know, but I haven't heard of Baroque rock. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's basically the combination of classical music and pop and rock. Okay. And uh, the Beatles did it, you know, with their orchestrations. Yeah. Uh, the Moody Blues, you know, Nights in Wet Satin? No, don't know that one. You've heard that song? It's an amazing song. Uh, I'm trying to think of other bands that have done it. But yeah, this is one of them. So basically, it's combinations of classical music with uh, rock and pop. And so it's a very string-based uh, brass instrumentation as well. Yeah. And it's very... I'd say most of the album... I think, I'd say every track is about like losing someone. Really? It's very... I know, lyrically, it's a very romantic album in the sense that it's not like uh, you left me on the corner waiting with a past in my hand. It's more like, uh, I'm trying to think of a lyric. What, what was it? Uh, for weeks they had strolled around playing the fools, for they knew that time would come and time would be cruel because it is cruel to everyone. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's just lyrics like that, and it's very atmospheric and stuff so if you if you're suffering from a breakup that is a banging album to listen to to get kind of sad to but kind of be like yeah i should move on yeah yeah i'll tell you what one thing we could we could talk about because i know um when a lot of people are talking about say like older artists that they like a lot of it can seem quite cliche it can seem quite like okay um, you know, I don't like today's music. I, 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 you know, I love, you know, all the stuff from ages ago that you don't like. But yeah. at the same time, they're adhering to cliches. What, what things, what albums, and what things are cliche, but are worth a listen? I'm gonna put uh, some very obvious ones out there. We've already mentioned Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. You know, yeah. it appears on every T-shirt. It appears on every button indie button every indie store that you'll go to it's there but it is worth a listen if you haven't listened to it it's worth a listen the yeah. wall the wall as well you know I, yeah I, true. I think because a lot of the art is very like out there you know the the album art is out there and it's very i can see how the wall could be like cheap because i i was talking to someone about the wall and they said it's the most cheesiest album they've ever heard yeah yeah well, and i can kind of see why it depends where you're coming, like what in what mood and what kind of like where you're, what, which way you attack it from, you know. Um, if I, I think if you're attacking it from a perspective of this is, I, I you know I'm gonna forget about the hype. I'm gonna forget about everything I've heard about this. I'm just gonna go in, go in for it. 
then I think you might enjoy it. But I think if you're going into like thinking it's dad rock, you know, t-shirts, <laughs> you know. Well, that's that the thing about get the bus. The thing is, like, people's preconception of stuff, I think a lot of the time puts them off music. Yeah, most definitely. I think to be, to even appreciate music at a base level, um, you have to kind of like put away biases, I think. And that's the same with every, anything, you know, meeting, meeting new people. Um, it's all new. You haven't heard it before. You haven't heard this before. You may have heard about it, you know, but you haven't. Yeah, yeah that's why um, whenever I play someone something, I don't tell them what the artist is. Or or who it is or what what year or anything because it's kind of like you want to you kind of want a blank slate yeah you want you want as much objectivity as possible I would even I would even argue that even even playing someone something has connotations to it you yourself what they think of you and what you like and whether or not they like the same thing you do so for example if um you know if um, like, yeah. Let's say let's say someone like Hitler came up to me mm-hmm. and said, "Check out this um, this really good um, you know album that I that I like," and then press play. Your immediate thought is going to be like, "This is you know I don't like this. This is Hitler. Fuck off." Kind of thing. <laughs> um, but that's got nothing to do with the music. That has got nothing to do with the music, and that is that's I think it's a famous fallacy in in art. In general, it's you know, the um, it's like the fa- the fallacy of um, of origin, isn't it? Uh, I, I don't really know. I think it's I think that's what it is. It's like if it, you like an art, you, you like or dislike an artist because of not what the art is, or but or where it came is because of where it came from, or how it came to be. You know. So you I think. think- you know, Hitler painted it, therefore it is a terrible painting. But, yeah, no, yeah, to be fair, that's a false. But at the same time, you can appreciate a piece of art because it's technical difficulty of how it was, how it was made. Say, like, a really difficult solo, fast, like, you know, guitar. Yeah, to be fair, like, well, it's like with, metal, with metal music, uh, like, I mean, I, I like a bit of Iron Maiden and a bit of Metallica, and a bit of Black Sabbath, but I wouldn't go out of my way, but when I do listen to it, I'm like, okay, yeah, that is technically very good, and I do appreciate that as a musical piece, Not, but I wouldn't, I don't enjoy it, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's what I would, I would say, when you're introducing uh, an album or something to someone else, just be wary about how you do it, because you know. I mean, everyone's got a. Everyone has got is either going to be open-minded or closed-minded or something, you know. Um, and who knows? They'll find their way to that album. They'll find their way to that artist in their own time, and it'll mean something completely different to them than it will to you. And um, who knows? They might get more into that group than than you you ever will, and they'll be telling you about new stuff that you know. This that happened exactly the same for me and Dan, where I introduced Dan to Maximo Park. Shout out to Maximo Park. Shout out to Paul Smith. Yeah, Paul Smith. Beautiful guy. Again, there's see, like, I didn't even, I, I kind of do know his name, but I did, wouldn't know it to, I'd recognise the name, but I wouldn't be able to say it. Um, 
is that you knew you just really explored the the discography more than more than I did uh, in, a, in like such a short period where it took me like since high school to now to actually get through three albums <laughs> to be fair like I can rank you the maximum park albums right now one is uh earthly pleasures of course two is national health you like your national health yeah I definitely would as albums, I mean, Apply Some Pressure is a bloody banger. Yeah, it's good. I think I'd put that as three. Uh, yeah, I'd put that as three, just because overall, it's a very weird sounding album. It sounds very, like, basic. Like, you can hear the drums. It's very raw. It's very, yeah, exactly, very raw. And it's like, I am young and I am lost. Like, yeah. it's very, like, the lyrics are very, like, I could imagine being, like, 17, 18, 16, and going, like, oh, yeah, but hell. It sounds like it's one of those albums where it sounds like, you know, it sounds like yeah. it, it doesn't sound like it's produced very much, which I guess for a first album is is, is absolutely fine. Um, but it's not it's not a refined sound as what as much as um, the, the you know, the top top two albums that you just listed. Yeah. Um, then I put number four as the newest one, Risk, Risk to Exist. Yeah. Because that's got some bangers on it. Four would be what was it? Uh, Quicken the Heart. Yes. Yeah. Is that the newest one? What? Is that the newest one? No. Most recent. No. Risks to Exist is the newest one. Oh. Uh, then Quicken the Heart. Mm. Then that I don't I can't, I can't really even remember what the, the, the other one's called. Well, that goes to show. It's like a guy shaving his tongue or something, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. Go on. Uh, but um, yeah. Uh, too much information. Yeah, that's the one. Anyway, I knew it. That's I. I listened to that one once, and I was like, no. Another uh, artist which I would say is, uh, which has released a new thing, MGMT, uh, MGMT, with their little Dark Age. Um, cracking album, to be fair. I like it. It's, um, I mean, it's a good album. Stares I, death in the face. I uh, I think I only like about half the tracks on it, though. Um, I think it, it it's really good at the start goes down a little bit and then I do like the last track hand hand it hand it over <laughs> hand it over um I feel I need to listen to the second half again because she works out too much great little dark age great when you die great me and Michael I'm not a huge fan of mm. time spent looking at my phone yeah that's a really good one and then everything else I can't really remember. I think I like when you're small. Yeah, yeah. So I think about half the album, or just over half the album, I actually really like. So. Yeah. Well, as I say, if anyone is listening, check it out. Good track, and we'll 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 play the title. We won't play the title track. We won't play Little Dark Age, but we'll play the one after that, which is When You Die. That was When You Die by MGMT. From their new album, Little Dark Age. They're out. That music video is messed up.
It is pretty cool. I like the art, the art, um, the artistry, the artistry of it. Uh, check it out if you if you haven't. It's a pretty cool. Uh, yeah, do it. make sure you got the lights off. You know, headphones on. It's an experience. That's all I'm saying. Leave it at that. Yeah, make sure you've uh, you've got your crack cocaine next to you. <laughs> Yeah, 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 in that, in that little bag. <laughs> Mate, you've never bought it, have you? It doesn't come in a bag. It comes in a Tupperware. Uh, comes, in, comes in pints. Um, <clears throat> yeah. No, I, you know, I was on about Baroque. Yes. Pop, uh, I looked at the artists. Yeah. And we've also got the Kinks. Re- oh, okay. Oh, did you want more? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yes. Um King BG's. Yep. The Association. Never heard of them. The Zombies. Yeah, no, I know them. Emmett Rhodes. Of course. You know, you know that one song? Yeah, I know that. <laughs> Arcade Fire. <sighs> yeah. Kate Bush. Lana Del Rey. Excuse me. Florence Machine. Fun. Last Shadow Puppets. Um, Panic at the Disco. Quite far down the list there, man. Regina Spectre. And Vampire Weekend. Okay. Well, that seems like a, a genre I should really check out. Maybe for next time. Um, but yeah. yeah, maybe you should. <laughs> you read any um you read any Foucault? Foucault. Oh yeah, Foucault. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually haven't. Um what do I know of him? We're talking about philosophy now, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a tab open um and it was him on it, so I just thought I might bring him up. No, I I don't really know that huge amount a huge amount of him though. Um, hold on. I, I fo- basically there's this guy that I uh, I follow on YouTube, um, and uh, he does it's like a load of lectures on philosophy, and he puts them all online. And he's very good. He st- um, he lectures. He lectures in um, I I want to say New Jersey. I think. Anyway, his name is Rick. Rick Roderick, if you want to look him up, um, and he does. He did one on um, Foucault, um, and I don't know what the title was. The dis- the disappearance of the human. Yeah, I don't really know that much about it. As I say, I don't think it was one of the ones that really jumped out at me. He does some very very cool ones on um, Kant, Kant, and Marcu- and Rob- uh, Herbert Marcuse. Yeah. Albert Macuse, very good 60s philosopher, um, and really developed kind of like communist theory and a criticism of um, the capitalist state at the time in the 60s, and was very big. He was the only German philosopher to ever get on uh, Life magazine. Wow. The cover of Life magazine. Um, So yeah, he's definitely worth looking up if if anyone's into their philosophy, if not, whatever. I'll tell you what I've been getting into recently. Yep. French cinema. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I, I know you were telling me all about this kind of stuff. Would you like to tell the audience? How was I? When did I tell you this? Mate, stop. <laughs> stop. You keep <laughs> on telling me this. Three, this is the fourth time you said it, and you don't ever remember me confirming that you've told me this before. What the fuck? <laughs> How embarrassing to do this on the podcast. That's all I'm fucking saying. So, very embarrassing for you. <laughs> yeah. So no. carry on. No. <laughs> <laughs> what, is it, what is it about French cinema that draws your attention? I don't know. I think I'm just becoming slightly more pretentious as the years go on. In arts, uh, yeah, I think because if you're not in it, uh, you're not aware of your own ignorance, I think. If you're not like in those crowds, like the art crowds, uh, and you're not you're not conversing with other artists, you don't really know what what you're on about. And, you, you know... Yeah, to be fair, I don't really know any people who are actually in art. So... Um, I don't yeah. know, I'd, li- I'd like to know more people, to be honest, but I don't know. But uh, <laughs> you uh, listen to this podcast, uh, hit, hit us up, hit Dan up. Yeah, hit me up. I could no, use some. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. If your art is postmodern, do you mention about YouTube, mate? Pardon? Did I mention mention my YouTube? Plug your YouTube. Plug away. Plug away. (sighs) No, I don't want to plug it right now. I'll plug it at a later date. Yeah, that's a... So this is a call... This is a call forward. This is a call forward. You'll get this reference. You'll get this. If if you start listening to our podcast while you're... (sighs) Blazed. While you're blazed, (laughs) praised... And gazed. And and being on... Just lying down on the lays... (laughs) So I'll, I'll, I'll finish this off. I'm going to read you some. I'm going to read you some statements because because I like to write down like nice little uh, things. Yeah. Like words or sentences or phrases that I like. I, I sent you some last night, if you remember. I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. So here are some, and you tell me what you think. Two large voices stand against everything. So. Two large voices stand against everything. Yeah. That's that. That's, I won't tell you where it's from. I'll tell you, I'll tell you in a minute, but we'll just, what, what, do you, what do you get from that? What do you think that could be connotated with? Well, it's like, uh, for me, if I could analyse that. Yeah. I would say it's like um, when, you know, say like, uh, if it's two, it's not just one voice. So it's obviously, say, like a couple got a couple kind of like connotation to it where you two is like you two versus the world you know if you like you say like a couple like oh they could take on the world they're such a power couple kind of thing that's what i get from that i think uh like you know when you you, you know you feel like you could take on the world together you feel like you're that much of a pact of an item that you could take on the world yeah that's pretty much like because i um where did i get it from oh gosh Oh, I was in Paris in the, uh, what's it called? The Contemporary Art Museum. What, the Dorsey? 
I think it was no, it wasn't. No, that's not contemporary art. That's um, that's got um, Picasso in. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not contemporary art. That's like that's nineteenth century, twentieth okay. century. Okay, art. sorry. Uh, you obviously don't know your Parisian museums. <laughs> well, uh, apart, apart from what about um, there is what um, what am I thinking of? This is the, like this is the uh, Japanese one. Have you ever been to that one? Where in Paris? Yep. I know I've never been to that one. There's a Japanese one, which is pretty good. Oh, it's called the. Um... No, it's not called that. Oh, the Centre Pompidou. I don't know that one. Uh, it's pretty damn good to give you that. So that was like a photo, and it was. Um, I think I'm trying to recall the painting. I think it was two oval faces amid a lot of paints and colors mixed together to create quite a mess. But mm. it, it was obviously there was like two faces there. I think. Yeah. So I'll give you one more. Go on, one more. And this is one of my favorites. He took the world for his pillow. So it's kind of like, you know. Not, no, I'm, not... I'm quite. I'm quite interested in what you think of this one because I've asked a few people of, of this and they've all given me kind of a different answer. Well, I'm thinking more kind of like um, you go out in the world, you travel, and you say like that you don't have a home. This man does not have a home. He has. Okay. You know what I mean? The that's quite, that's home, quite, that's he that's... just uses uh, his wits and he just finds a home in everywhere and everywhere he goes. You know. That's quite a good one, actually. I, I haven't heard that one before. Yeah, that's what, that's what I get from that. Kind of like, you trust the world to take care of you. You know, you trust it to lay your head down. You can go out there, not be afraid, be unafraid of the big, big wide world and just lay your head wherever you, wherever you go and be, and be comfortable as well. You know, a pillow, a pillow is comfort, isn't it? So it's, it's, you know, it's wherever you, wherever you go, you find comfort in yourself and, in, uh, probably in other people as well, because you can offer a pillow to other people. Okay. Cause, yeah, because I, I thought it was... Um, he took the word for his pillow meant that he was the kind of person that didn't get held back, and like nothing was an obstacle, really. Like, yeah. he, as in, he dismissed the world for what they were try- it was trying to say that he couldn't do, and he did it. Yeah. That's what I took it as, but that's quite interesting. I'm trying to think of another one uh, that someone else said about it. Um, I think someone said like he he, he used it. He took the word for his pillow. He, I know he was a slut. <laughs> <laughs> but he be, he beds everyone. <laughs> he literally took six billion people. <laughs> oh, I fuck my pillows. <laughs> I'll, I'll wet dream every night. <laughs> I tell you what. Um, uh, uh, this is on the on the topic of wet dreams. Uh, my my housemate. I won't tell you. Yeah. Um, uh, I was talking to him about wet dreams and about. I told. To, I basically. To, I have a girlfriend, and I. I dreamt about sleeping with another woman. You told your girlfriend that. And I haven't told my girlfriend. No, I didn't. I, I almost. I woke up and I felt cheating. Oh. You know, I felt like I was like, "Geez, I've just cheated on my girlfriend." When in fact, it was just a dream. Did I have any control over that? You know, was I in control? No, I wasn't in control. But does that mean I was raped? No, because it didn't actually happen. But. I still feel wrong for that, you know? Um, and he said, um, my housemate said to me that um, he had never had a wet dream. 
that uh, he had never he'd never had a wet dream until he got into a relationship, and um, you've been having like five or six wet dreams like every month. Whoa! And I was like, "This is crazy." I've never ever in my life had a wet dream. Uh, oh, you haven't? I've never had a wet dream in my life. No. I really? Yeah, never, 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 never. Uh, and I, it feels like something I'm missing out on. Maybe I'm just like not sensitive enough to have like a wet dream or something. I don't know. Maybe my dreams aren't that vivid or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah. yeah, I know people. I know a few people who are avid wet dreamers and who are able to talk to me about these kind of things. So. Um, yeah, it seems like quite a, quite a strange thing to experience. Our dreams are so vivid, you know. Um, and uh, I, actually, I was having a conversation with a, a couple of my other housemates who obviously do degrees um, of varying subjects. Uh, one of them, psychology, um, and one of them, zoology. Um, and um, there was a kind of like a conflict of why dreams, what dreams are. And why they are useful, and what we think they they are for. What do you think, Dan? Dreams. What are they for? Yeah. I don't know. I just think the mind absorbs a lot, so I think some of it will would come out in dreams. Yeah, yeah, but I think um, what um, I got two different differing uh, opinions here. And what both of them have been studied, and one of them is regarded as more legit than the other. I won't tell you which is which, but I'll I'll tell you the two differing opinions. Opinion one is, from an evolutionary standpoint, when we imagine dreams as scenarios, um, such as, for example, we are like, so we run away from something, or we are scared. Apparently, apparently, uh, the opinion is um, is that. uh, evolutionary we are evolutionary wise uh we are learning from our dreams you know we 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 have these situations our dreams we feel emotions like like fear and it means in the waking life we deal with them more uh like we are able to deal with them okay and the second yeah. opinion is uh this is from this is purely like just psychological this is from psychological um uh studies that it's all about memory, memory consolidation, and it's to do with our memories and how they're um, mo- like uh, not moved about, but how they, uh, how they are. Um... You can see I don't really know a lot about this 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 opinion, but, but it's the leading opinion. This one, the, uh, the, the it's all about memory consolidation, and it's about moving your memories upon your brain, or something like that. To be fair, I'd, I'd tend to agree, agree more with the second statement than the former. Yeah, I think I do too. I think um, more, not because it's just appeal to authority, just because they're psychologists, you know, but but more because I don't think, if anything, I can't prove the second opinion, but I can try and disprove the first one, which is, I don't think dreams are that vivid, you know? I mean, I don't think dreams are that vivid so that the situation itself feels so real that I'm I'm waking up and another thing, it's not continuous. Dreams are not continuous. You wake up and you're back in the real world, in quotation marks. Then you go, <laughs> go, you go back to sleep and then you don't go back to like the same dream. So the consequences aren't the same as running away from something where you run, like in real life, where you're running away 
say like primal. Yeah. You know. You know what I mean? That I would dispute that. Have you ever um have you ever had a dream and then remembered it and actually Googled it? Um I I think I did actually. Did you have you? Yeah, I've done it a couple of times. What got what what did you find? So I remember one dream I was in I think Paris and it was snowing and I think my teeth had fallen out. That is a, I think that is a that is a classic one, I think. Teeth fallen out. Teeth fallen out is a classic one. Appa- I can't I... apparently oh you go, I'm gone. No, you you go. No, well I'll tell you what I, I've heard and you can tell okay. what the internet has told you. I've heard gone. that um, it, it's something to do with you losing. Is it like your, your self confidence and oh, your opinion, or like your opinion of your appearance? So, like, you don't feel like confident in your appearance, kind of thing. What did the internet say? Um, the dream may indicate that, that the fear of the person in waking life is. Oh, I don't know actually. Can't remember. But the, there was a something. In that because it was why I chose why my mind had gone to Paris, mm-hmm. why it was snowing, why my teeth had fallen out, why was I running? There's like something, and I don't know if I believe it all. Yeah, uh, well, we and... don't know. I think that that's one of, another thing which I'd like to raise is that no one knows for sure. Who knows what dreams are? It could be something that your brain does like, all the time. It's only when we rest that we really realize it. <laughs> You know. And here's another one. I used to uh, here's, here's a dream I used to have quite a bit. A car crashing. Yeah. An, I'm driving a car and it crashes. Mm. Like getting into <laughs> an accident. Oh, you've been doing your driving test recently, though, haven't you? No, I haven't had it recently. I've only had well, it. Well, you know what I mean. Like you've been driving a lot more than you have in your previous years. You didn't. You didn't dream about driving a car and crashing it when you were a child, were you? No, it, it's been like uh, past four years, I'd say. Yeah. Which I suppose is actually when I started to learn how to drive and obviously dropped it and picked it back up again now. Yeah. Could be uh, a, it could be a fear of um, failure. Like fear, fear of failure. Yeah, I, I thought it would be a fear, fear of failure. Um, I've just, the first thing that came up, car crash dreams explained, horoscopes, tips and advice more, mom.me. So it's a, it's a horoscope website, so I wouldn't take it. Another dream interpretation is just car accident dreams point to an ongoing conflict with others. It could be that you've been avoiding a confrontation that you can safely have in your dreams. If a yeah. car hits you, it might mean that you, uh, your beliefs or lifestyle contrast with those of somebody close to you. Mm. Yeah. So, but I don't know. Again, with horoscope, that, like, that could literally mean anything. That could literally be applied to you know, like conflict with anyone or. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, nice. So, I don't know. I think you have to find your own. I mean, you can find your own meaning it. Meaning in it, like, oh, well, this means I'm, like, afraid of cars or something like that. But I I think, I mean, I just tend to not really give it that much heed. Yeah, it's true. But uh, anyway, winding down from this first podcast of ours. um, Yeah. We've we've talked about a large range of topics. We've went from, you know, political political, uh, debates about the N-word, sociological debates. Sorry. Um, I'll tell you what, I think, I think we talk very shallowly about these topics so we don't actually get very deep in them. No, well, no, because we, we kind of want to... I, I don't know if we want to specify yeah. one thing for, for the audience, but, you know, 
I give you that. Yeah, fair. But yeah, anyway, it's a uh, it's a goodbye from me. And that's a um, au revoir. Ooh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening and tune in next time for... When is next time? I don't know if we want to do this weekly or not. I've put you on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we should be discussing this on air. (laughs) This air on dirty laundry. You slept my wife. What the hell are you on about, mate? Let's do some ASMR for my... Have you? I actually did watch an ASMR the other day. Not, not like with. I watched it ironically with friends, by the way. Yeah. And it was a woman eating a banana. I, I, I actually follow some ASMR stuff on Instagram. I follow one of the like the kinetic sand one, and like uh, and like <laughs> one of them which I find quite funny is one like someone like cutting soap. Oh. And like she like sometimes like cuts a finger and <laughs> she has to oh. stop the video and like like throughout the whole thing like a th- a thumb gets more and more like cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Russian girl as well. I don't know how how, how the hell I... they're they're always ASMR. They're always like white. They're always got like big eyes. They're always like quirky girls. I think yeah. Or, or they're always like cute quirky girls. That always are. Shout out to the ASMR community. It is like you never get like a like you <laughs> <laughs> like going like all right guys we're gonna we're gonna read the sun. I'm gonna read you the page, sun. Let's go straight to page three. <laughs> Tits. Uh... <laughs> I'm describing this woman's areolas. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, look, look look out for us uh, for for next time. We'll probably do one every week if we can manage it. But yeah, to be fair, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not busy, are you? Pardon? You got nothing. You got nothing going on in your life. <laughs> I'd rather not talk about my personal life on air. <laughs> I've I'm that getting. I don't have wet dreams at least. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.